It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Go Birds podcast, a special one, a unique one, international one, as I'm in Scotland. Well, I'm recording this before I go to Scotland, but by the time you listen to this, I will be in Scotland, which means I do not get to sit across from the beautiful James Seltzer and talk to him in depth about this Tampa Bay game. But as my wife packs upstairs, and I should probably be packing... I can't help but want to talk about this Tampa Bay game, about the matchups I like for the Eagles, about what I think is going to happen, some potential issues, the line play. I just want to talk about the Eagles for a little bit before I uh, head on this flight overseas for the wedding. So let's get into it. I want to talk about some of the matchups I like, some of the things I think are going to be problems for for the Eagles. And let's start with just a whole look at Tampa Bay. So a few days ago when we recorded our last pod, uh, and I hadn't really dug into Tampa yet. I was very confident the Eagles were going to win the game. And I, and spoiler alert, I still think they're going to win the game. But I'll be honest, after doing the research on Tampa, for a team that has a bad head coach, a bad quarterback, and a roster that's not supposed to win, they actually aren't as bad as I thought. Now, I think part of the reason Tampa is 2-0, obviously, is because, one, they played the Bears, who are a complete disaster this year. And the win in Minnesota against the Vikings is still an impressive win. The Vikings are now 0-2, obviously, after the Eagles beat them last week. Maybe the Vikings won't end up being very good, kind of like last year when the Eagles beat Detroit, barely beat Detroit, and people were like, you should be beating them by way more. And the Lions ended up being, you know, one of the more upstart, exciting teams in the league. I think the Vikings win later on in the season might not look as good. But overall, going to Minnesota, week one win, not not a bad win for Tampa. I think that was an impressive showing. And I think part of the reason they are better than I thought, and maybe why they're 2-0 is, they do have really good line play. And when you combine their line play with the receivers they have, that's how you piece together wins, like low-scoring wins. They beat Minnesota 20-17. to They beat Chicago 27-17. to Obviously, Fields had a really bad day. But I think Tampa's going to be more competitive than I thought 
strictly because of their line play. If you look at their offensive line, they have one of the best le- left tackles in the league in Tristan Wirfs. Uh, he's elite. Only one Harry, al- uh, <laughs> Harry, only one hurry allowed this season so far. They have a very good right tackle. They have the right guard uh, has been playing really well. Uh, it's only two games and he's a rookie, but he's one of the be- one of the best guards in the league so far, according to Pro Football Focus. Where they have their issues is at center and left guard. So I think the interior of the line can be taken advantage of by the Eagles. And this year, frankly, the strength of the defensive line is the interior. Obviously, obviously with what Jalen Carter's been doing, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, like there is a chance they'll really be able to get after Baker. But it could be another kind of, I don't want to say silent week for Hassan Reddick because he's capable of winning any matchup, but the the tackles are good on Tampa. So with Tampa, if they're going to get good play from their tackles, good play from the right guard, and really they just need decent play from the from the other two spots they could have one of the better offensive lines in the league or at least one that'll allow them to stay competitive so i think their offensive line play is definitely why they they've been good so far and it's not an easy matchup for the eagles defensive line if you look at the first two weeks of the season uh the patriots had a really good defensive line but a bad offensive line. The Vikings just kind of had like mid on both sides. They weren't special on either side. They had, you know, one or two good players on on the two units combined, but they had a lot of weaknesses. This is the toughest trench matchup the Eagles will have so far. So I would still give the edge to the Eagles defensive line just because frankly, you know, they deserve it. Like they were one of the best defensive lines in the league last year. The interior has been awesome so far this year. So, but it is a tougher matchup than than I expected. On the Buccaneers' defensive line, we know that they have talent there. Shaquille Barrett, one of the best edge rushers in the league. Um, my fellow hyphenated man, uh, Joe Tyron, and the last name, as if you're a real one and a listener, you know, I'm not good at pronouncing names. I'm not going to try that one. But he does. He is a very good player. I think their edge rushers are prop, not better than the Patriots, but it's pretty close. Like I, I would say Shaquille Barrett, you could make arguments right up there with Matthew Judon. And then in the middle of their defensive line, uh, Vita Vea, obviously awesome against the run, and you see that this year. They're, uh, I believe, seventh in the league in yards allowed per per attempt on the ground. I do think part of that is they've played bad teams, like Minnesota doesn't have a good running game. And then Justin Fields obviously can run the ball from the quarterback position, but out of the backfield, I don't think the Bears are really that special at running back. Um, and then Khalil Kansi, someone if you've listened to the pod, you know I really liked prior to the draft. He's only played 11 snaps this year, didn't play uh, week two with an injury, so still very inexperienced. But if you combine the two edge rushers with a really good defensive tackle and Vita Vey in the middle, and then Khalil Kansi, who can definitely rush the passer, or at least showed that potential uh, at Pitt, they have a good defensive line. Combine that with the linebackers in Devin White and Levante David, and I think that protection could be an issue for the Eagles just because, A, the matchups one-on-one are tough. Like I think the Eagles' tackles deserve the benefit of the doubt, I guess. I mean, definitely Lane. Jordan had a really good game in Week 2. But I think if, if I'm Tampa and I'm Todd Bowles, I'm blitzing with those linebackers. And and with the edge rushers, too, Like I think pressure could be a problem for Jalen. So in the first two weeks, I felt really confident the Eagles had the matchup in, on the interior, even with the Eagles' offensive line struggling. But I think this week it's much closer. So that is one reason if you know you're you're an Eagles fan uh, sitting there and you're like worried about the team and you're trying to say, is this could this be competitive? I think the line play is part of the reason that it could definitely be competitive. Um, I'll give the Eagles the edge, but I think the Tampa lines are are really where this this game could end up being close. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so let's talk about the quarterback. Baker Mayfield has been good this year. 490 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a passer rating over 100, uh, 68 attempts in two games. So he is certainly throwing the ball. This isn't just him game managing. They, they, are, they have run it quite a bit. 34 carries, 112 yards for Rashad White. Uh, he's been effective out of the backfield too. Seven catches, 40 yards. I think Baker is somebody, and he's shown this throughout his time in the league, like if he has good protection and he's, and he's you know, playing at his best, he does throw a nice accurate ball. Accuracy was his, was his calling card coming out of Oklahoma. So if they give, if he has time in the pocket and against two teams, Minnesota, Eagles saw last week, they can get pressure somewhat, but not an elite defensive line. Chicago, not really elite defensive line. So this offensive line for Tampa will get tested more with the Eagles, but that means that Baker will too. I think Baker is going to be under more pressure and we'll see if he can keep it up. Baker is someone day to day, week to week. He can look like sometimes it's, you know, top 15 ish quarterback, top 16 ish quarterback. And then other weeks you're like, I can't believe this guy's still in the league. Um, the Eagles obviously have the advantage of quarterback, even with Jalen, maybe not playing his best the first two weeks. I don't think Baker is somebody that should be able to pick apart the Eagles secondary, but he obviously has the weapons to do it. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, 12 catches, 237 yards already this season. A whopping 19, almost 20 yards per catch and two touchdowns. And then Chris Godwin, 10 catches, uh, just over 100 yards. So they have running almost all their offense through them. I mean, off the top of my head, like 350-ish yards of Baker's 490 yards have gone to those two players. They don't have a tight end of note. Now they play him all the time. Uh, Cade Cade Otten, maybe good job by me, maybe not. 135, 139 snaps, only uh, eight catches, but only 60 yards. Uh, the backup doesn't have a single catch. The first two weeks, the Eagles defense had to deal with offenses that liked using their tight end. The Patriots, obviously, with Hunter Henry and Mike Jacecki, and then the Buck, and then the uh, Vikings with TJ Hawkinson. This week, that's not as much of a concern, which is good considering the linebacker issues. Noah Vonte, who doesn't match up with tight end specifically, but he is in there. Uh, in the interior, you know, in, in the slot sometimes. So I think the the matchup with the tight ends is one the Eagles should be able to win this week. The secondary, so I'm, re- I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, the Eagles practice on Thursday, I, and we'll find out more about Bradbury. My expectation is that he is going to play. And in that way, you think Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Godwin I know moves in the slot quite a bit. Evans will occasionally too. But um, you like Slay and Bradbury against any receiving duo in the NFL. What the Eagles will do at nickel is a big question in this game. Obviously, no Avante. They signed Britton Covey to the active roster, so they haven't added another option at nickel yet. They could move Bradbury into the nickel, have him up against Chris Godwin in there. Um, he took those reps in camp uh, as a nickel corner, so there, there's that option. You could obviously, if you do that, you could start Josh Job on the outside. You could go Mario Goodrich. So there are options there, but if... James Bradbury, Darius Slay, and Reed Blankenship all play, and the defensive line wins their matchup. I think the Eagles have enough talent in the in the secondary 
to hold this Tampa Bay offense from having a really big day. So as always, this is not breaking news football analysis. The Eagles defensive line has to get pressure on Baker Mayfield. Uh, but I think why it's especially important this week is because the Bucks do have good receivers and Baker is someone that really doesn't like to get moved off his spot. And if he gets going, his accuracy can be pretty good. So Eagles need to win it early. Um, it's not going to be easy against that offensive line, but the interior Jalen Carter, I think that they have the chance, uh, to do it on the Eagles defensive side of the uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles the Tampa Bay corners are not that good Jamal Dean is okay Carlton Davis their number one corner didn't play in week two with an injury the the backup came in Zion McCollum and played really well uh he graded out really well according to pro football focus so if he if Carlton Davis doesn't play maybe McCollum is somebody that's going to be a good player but you would think without Carlton Davis if it's just Jamal Dean and then uh you know the rest of the Tampa secondary their safeties are decent I think they're pretty inconsistent uh uh Antoine Winfield is a good player, but again, I think inconsistent. And Ryan Neal, I think I think that's the player that was with the Eagles all those years ago, if uh, my memory serves. He's fine. He's not that good. So the secondary can be taken advantage of if Jalen has time. And he should. Like, the Eagles offensive line should do a good job protecting, but it comes to how they handle the blitz, and you know Todd Bowles is going to blitz. Now, the other big picture thing I have about this game is the Eagles will have 11 days to prepare for it. So now is the time to see what the Eagles' counterpunch is going to be to how teams have played them so far. You heard, uh, you know, Jason Kelsey's talked about it. Uh, Nick Sirianni's talked about it. Jason Kelsey said the team's a bit on edge. This feels like a get-right game for me, or that's what it should be for the Eagles. I think they can go to Tampa on Monday night, and they can win this game convincingly. I think the Tampa strengths on the line, the Eagles are just better at those positions. And the Eagles have the far better quarterback. They have better receivers in Tampa. They have better corners. Like, they are the better team than Tampa Bay, frankly, by far, even with Tampa being better on the lines maybe than anticipated coming into the year. So if the Eagles win the coaching matchup, they should win this game by 14-plus points. Time off, you know, more talented roster. It's going to be interesting to see what they have planned for Todd Bowles and the and the blitz. Obviously, Todd Bowles, uh, you know, was the head coach when the whole thing about or was with Tampa with the whole thing with Jalen can't read a defense against Tampa uh, in the playoffs. So, you know, Jalen will be motivated. Uh, I think the coaching staff is motivated to go into prime time and put up a big game. So there there are concerning matchups to an extent. But the big picture is this: if the coaches do their job and they outcoach Tampa, which they should, which they should and Jalen does his job, and he outplays Baker Mayfield, which he should, this game could potentially be over by halftime. Like, that's, that's I think, the, the talent discrepancy uh, between these two teams, even with the, the interior matchups on the line maybe being a little closer. So those are my thoughts on Tampa. Sorry if I'm just rambling a little bit at this point, probably trying to avoid my final, uh, final few bits of packing and, uh, and chores I have to do before I head out. But I wanted to, you know, get my thoughts on Tampa – I do think that they are going to win the game. Obviously, when I'm recording, as I'm recording this, I believe the line is down to five, so it is moving a little bit, which is uh, which is interesting. You wonder if there's going to be some injury news that comes out, and obviously, if something major changes, I will not be holding true to my prediction. I'm open to changing it, but right now, my prediction is going to be Eagles 30. I think the offense really does shine. I think they come out with a better game plan against how this team is going to play them, and I'm going to go Tampa 24. Uh, I think maybe the Eagles get a big Tampa scores late, but I also do think that the secondary has been a bit leaky. I mean, and the stats on the defense are not good. So 
I would definitely, if you're betting this game, I would take the Eagles at five if you can get it. I think that's a great line. I would probably take it all the way up to seven, seven and a half. If you want to get wild and just predict that this is the breakout game, you could alternate line it and take it at 10 and just, you know, live on the edge. You know, that's how me and James like to do. But those are my thoughts on the game. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll decide to, to record while, while I'm this vacation. Probably won't. Can't imagine my wife would like that. But want to thank everybody uh, that's been listening to the pod so far this season. It's been a it's been an interesting ride with the team, but it's always fun when we get to talk about the Eagles with you guys. So thank you guys very much. And uh, as always, go Birds. He's Elliot. I'm James.